Welcome to Rocktober. Here's what I want you to do. Retweet, like, or share on social media all Rocktober episodes. Your name will be entered for a drawing on November the 3rd. That's right. You can win a The Record Store t-shirt. How about a copy of All the Right Notes by Lance Levine? That's right. Retweet, like, and share on social media all the Rocktober episodes. Right Notes, the first book by Twitter influencer Lance Levine. It's a wild ride down a path of musical adventure that recaps many random run-ins with rock royalty, such as U2, Slash, The Ramones, The Goo Goo Dolls, and many more. And all the crazy occurrences that have happened to him that trace back to music. All the Right Notes is 209 pages sure to bring a smile to your face and to remind you how much music has probably touched your life as well. All the Right Notes, available now on Amazon in paperback for $14.99 and on Kindle for all you tech warriors for $9.99. Also at local Chicago bookstores, as well as Rolling Stone Records on Harlem and Irving. If you can't find it, ask for it by name. All the Right Notes by Lance Levine. And I have been told I could not put it down. I read it all in one day. So order it now and see what all the fuss is about. You want the best, you got the best. The best little wrestling podcast in the business. All episodes on www.stspod.club. Do you enjoy all the shows here on stspod.club? Well, cash app us at dollar sign BTSTS. Do you not have the app? Download it and get $5 by using the code dollar sign btsts that's dollar sign btsts store nation welcome back it is episode 18 of the record store and before we move on you know we always have to thank our house band for our opening track it is phlegm barney they are so good phlegm barney with uh, p-h-l-e-g-m that was always one of my highlights in the spelling bees in school as i knew how to spell phlegm while all the doofuses were like f-l-e-m right anyway phlegm barney with our opening track and this is the 18th episode of the record store it is rocktober Rocktober rolls on, and we are only saluting albums this month. 
that came out this year, 2021. So we are saying, John McAdam, come join us in 2021. Listen to some music that actually came out this year. So instead of randomly grabbing an album that could be from 1979 or 2000, we're only grabbing albums from a shorter stack, the stack of only 2021 albums, which I'm happy to say is not, you know, two albums or something. So I actually do have a fair amount of stuff from this year. So as your tastes evolve, you know, there's still good stuff coming out this year, too. I always would hate that when people would always, you know, you'd have the movie reviewers would say the top 10 movies of all time would be Gone with the Wind and Citizen Kane and like all these really Potemkin, all these really old movies. And I'm like, wait, what happened to like current stuff? You know, I mean, even The Godfather is at least from the 70s. So that's a little more current, although that's 50 years now. So I got to admit that. But Pulp Fiction, you know, that's at least from this <laughs> this era. Um, but there's always good stuff coming out. I don't care what the medium is, whether it's movies, music, wrestling. Let's rub that in. Um, so there's always good stuff. So that's why I wanted to make Rocktober specifically to salute albums that only came out this year. So there's no, there's a little less randomness, I guess, to the, the album grab that is the concept of this show. So anyway, that being said, for Rocktober, uh, this week we are saluting my kick-ass rock and roll hero chick, Chrissy Hind. And she released an album earlier this year called Standing in the Doorway. Um, it is a song of nothing but Bob Dylan songs that she covers. So Chrissy Hind, I've talked about her before, uh, bad attitude, animal lover, talented, so talented, just a hero, full of energy. So, so to me, like a rock and roll icon, just such a badass. She was always the, the, um, the female Tom Petty for me, different did a little bit different in the music aspect, but the female Tom Petty in the sense that she was just such a rebellious icon that I really just appreciated. Now, that being said, I am not a Bob Dylan fan. Um, it's mainly the mumbling and the gibberish, the the things that you hear people talk about when they say they are not Bob Dylan fans, that holds true to me as well. Um, it, it just the the mumbling, that's it. I you know, I mean, yeah, there's there were a couple of songs way back uh, that were okay. Um, but geez, nothing for decades, nothing that I've really cared about or would listen to a second time. So this album is really a test of my feeling that I would listen to anything that Chrissy Hines sings because I'm such a big fan of hers. Now, what I will say is her best stuff, no matter what, her best stuff has been and always will be the pretender stuff. Um, she's done some solo stuff. She's done, you know, that JP, Chrissy and the, the whatever they were, Fairground Boys um, that was good. That was a good album. I did enjoy that. But be best known and deservedly so is her Pretender stuff for sure. Um, as far as Bob Dylan as a songwriter, you know, maybe, uh, maybe. So I'm thinking this album could be okay because he's renowned as being this great songwriter. Um, the album itself was recorded in 2020 during lockdown. Uh, it was literally her, the guitarist, the current guitarist from the Pretenders, and a percussionist. And the percussionist's name, I have to make mention, is T. Chad Blake. Not the letter T and then Chad and Blake. T. Chad is like one word. So T-C-H-A-D Blake is the guy's name. So I'm like, all right, so that should tip you off that it's going to be weird. Uh, like I said, it's the guitarist from The Pretenders and her. James Walburn is his name. Um, and then this T. Chad Blake. So it's really just the three of them. Um, they did it during lockdown. She got on this Bob Dylan bent because he released some stuff. So she decided she's going to purposely cover obscure songs from his, from his catalog. 
Um, none of the well-known songs, like uh, All Along the Watchtower, um, things like that. So she decided to pull mainly from the 80s Bob Dylan material and mainly songs that you really haven't heard of. And I got to admit, having gone through the album, these were things that I had not heard of. So definitely stuff that's not a radio well-known whatsoever. So anyway, before we get into it, a couple Chrissy Hine notes, uh, as we are wont to do on the record store. Uh, first band she was in was while in college, and I thought this was an interesting trivial bit. Mark Mothersbaugh, who was in Devo, was actually in the first band that Chrissy Hine was in as well when they were in college in Ohio. So she moved to London. I mean, this is some of it is pretty well known. She moved to London. She actually met Johnny Rotten, both Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious, who went on to form the Sex Pistols. Um, both of whom she tried to marry, and it was a marriage of convenience. She wanted to stay in England, so she needed to get married to somebody who was British to try to retain her, I guess, British uh, ability to stay in England. So both of those attempted marriages fell through, so she did indeed return to Ohio, as the song says. Um, But she went back and forth in the early 70s. She went back and forth between the U.S., between France, between England, uh, always with various bands. Um, I did not know this. She was actually almost in The Clash, and that fell through. And she was almost in the band called The Damned, and that fell through. So imagine how much different those bands would have been, and there would have probably been no pretenders had that been the case. So those... Attempts fell through. They wanted her. She wanted them, or vice versa, and it just didn't happen. So, but she finally went on to form the Pretenders in 1978. Uh, the first album, self-titled, is just legendary. Probably, possibly the very best uh, debut album of all time. I know the Cars album gets a lot of credit for that, but I think the first Pretenders album, Precious, Stop Your Sobbing, Brass in Pocket, Mystery Achievement, one of my all-time favorite Pretender songs. So that album just remarkable um sadly of course members died uh the band has changed hands number or changed members numbers of times because people died revolving door as far as membership chrissy hind of course the only constant martin chambers the drummer the guy with the big sideburns he was in there quite a bit he's had a couple different stints with the band um so he's another one that i guess would be considered a semi-constant Uh, whereas Chrissy is the only constant. So they went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2005. 2000 or 2020, they actually released an album called Hate for Sale. It was their 11th studio album. Very well received, and I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really good album, and it really was true to the Pretender sound. So I really liked Hate for Sale. Uh, But I couldn't cover it here because it was 2020, not 2021. Uh, She's appeared on a Friends episode that you may remember. She had a daughter with the great Ray Davies from The Kinks. Uh, She married Jim Kerr, the lead singer of Simple Minds, had a kid with him. She also married a Colombian sculptor, Uh, but there were many divorces in Chrissy Hines' path. She leaves a trail of broken hearts, uh, much travel. She's lived in various many parts of the world. Um, Just an eclectic soul, one-of-a-kind character, um, just a -a one-of-a-kind rock star that we don't see that type of person anymore. Um, I think she's just a throwback to the dirty rock star era, you know, and I just, I love everything about Chrissy Hine. She's like vegan and all about animal rights, and she's just a really cool chick, badass, true to her beliefs, and just a really strong personality. So really, really big fan of Chrissy Hine. Anyway, so standing in the doorway... 
It is nine songs clocking in at 45 minutes. So this is kind of long songs, it looks like, compared to some of the other stuff we've done on uh, the record store. So it did not come with lyrics uh, when you open up the package. The cover is just simply a picture of a freight train car with an American flag on it, uh, which I'm sure symbolizes something to either her or Dylan or both. Uh, when you open it, it's just a couple of photographs of very stark scenery in the evening. Uh, just a fall picture of some, you know, in a field somewhere with some trees with no leaves on them and bushes. Uh, there's one like where there's a couple of dogs walking down a highway in the snow in somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and then there's a poster when you pull out what you think to be is going to be the lyric sheet. You pull it out, you open it up, and no, it's a poster of those pictures, those same two pictures. So I'm like, well, I didn't really need the picture of the... I love dogs, you know? You'll probably hear my dog in the background here at some point because she's having a rough day. Uh, but <laughs> I love dogs, but I didn't necessarily need that poster of the dogs. And I certainly didn't need the poster of the barren trees in the fall with no leaves on them in a autumn sky. Uh, I would have liked to have the lyrics because, you know, this Bob Dylan guy is such an obtuse, you know, dis like difficult to understand and difficult to interpret writer. So I did not blow it off. I went online and I actually got the lyrics for all nine of these songs because I really wanted to follow along and give it a shot because I love Chrissy. Um, and I just wanted to see if I could decipher, you know, the indecipherable Bob Dylan. Uh, to various degrees of success throughout the album, let's just say that. So anyway, uh, we'll start off, the first track is called In the Summertime. It is an acoustic, really folky open, uh, very familiar sound to it, actually. It, it, I had not heard it, but it just sounded like something that was familiar to me. I don't know why. Um, maybe I did hear it on the radio on some obscure station or something way back when. Uh, just a very simple song. Uh, organ adds a little bit of atmosphere to it. Again, these are very spare songs. Uh, it's mostly all acoustic guitar with a little bit of percussion. Uh, and I wouldn't even say drums. Uh, when I say this T. Chad Blake was percussionist, it really means percussion and other things that he was banging on with his hands or whatever. Bongos, maybe? I don't know. But there was no drums per se. So um, this one seems to be a song about how friends can be more important than family sometimes. And through difficult times in your life, your friends are there and your family is not. But again, it's Bob Dylan, so I don't know. Um, it's just a, it starts off the album right away where you're kind of confused and <laughs> you don't really know what to make of some of this stuff but i thought what was odd about in the summertime is that that was pretty much the message i got but it's a long outro coming out of it and you hear chrissy laughing so i'm like okay i don't know what to make of any of this so you'll probably hear me say that throughout this album so anyway all right second song it is called you're a big girl now it is a really, actually, it's a really beautiful stonesy kind of open to it. Very acoustic. It's acoustic, very much um, has a feeling of Wild Horses, the acoustic guitar from Wild Horses. Um, there's actually a number of songs on here that remind me of the when the Stones would get acoustic. And I think Wild Horses really stands out as being the top song that comes to mind for that. And this song actually does kind of sound like Wild Horses. Um, Chrissy strikes this vulnerable sound that she'll do from time to time in her songs, in the Pretender songs or her solo stuff. She rarely goes there, but she does on this song. And she sounds great. So the song is from the perspective of some loser guy who lost this great woman in his life, and now he has to deal with the loss. It's a different take 
you know, with Chrissy Hine, a female, singing that song, You're a Big Girl Now, from that perspective. So it's an interesting angle. Um, enjoyed the song, but I think mainly because it reminded me so much of the Stones. But anyway, all right. Third song is the title track, Standing in the Doorway. Uh, it has a piano open. Um, it's another one of these You Left Me Now song songs and Now I'm Suffering. Uh, there is one thing I will say. There's a ton of lyrics here. Like, I'm literally, like, as I had it on my phone, I, I had the lyrics on my phone, I'm scrolling down the screen, down and down and further down. <laughs> because unlike so many, like, the Sticks album we did not that long ago and some other albums, there's just a ton of lyrics here. Uh, again, a very spare guitar sound. It seems like this loss has turned the singer into this crazy person who is lost and lifeless and hopeless in life. Um, it's a really well-painted, sad story. It's a bleak tale, and I will give him that. It's a it's a really well well-assembled um, tale that really paints a, a vivid picture. Um, I would say like a Hemingway or like a famous author, a great writer. I think it's actually along those lines. That's the the highest praise that I can I can put on the way Bob Dylan crafts a song. Um, as the song hits its saddest peak at the finish her voice actually starts coming on stronger. So I thought this was really good. Um, I thought the interpretation of it was really good. Just good work um, on her part, as well as interpreting the words that he put together. So, all right, fourth song is called Sweetheart Like You. Actually has kind of this old, really old school Elton John piano open to it. Um, really old school, not like I'm still standing Elton John, but the, the early, early stuff, like Tumbleweed Connections type Elton John. Uh, sung as it's a jerk old school guy meets a woman in a bar, wants to immediately control her. He praises her, you know, he says all these nice things about her, but he still wants to maintain the upper hand and he still wants to make the rules. Like a like an Archie Bunker kind of guy, I guess. Um, but with Chrissy singing it, it comes off as like the woman who's singing the song trying to warn the woman in the song to watch out for guys like this. So the song is called Sweetheart Like You. Um, just, again, it's just a really odd perspective from the sense of Chrissy singing it, you know, where it's it's the tale of this, this asinine guy, this old school guy, just uh, like a Robert Mitchum type character from the old school movies trying to control this great woman that he meets in a bar. So that is the first half of the album. We are now about to flip to side two. We're going to pay some sponsors, and we'll be right back with side two of Standing in the Doorway by Chrissy Hind on the record store. Be right back, guys. This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLube.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. Right Notes, the first book by Twitter influencer Lance Levine. It's a wild ride down a path of musical adventure that recaps many random run-ins with rock royalty, such as U2, Slash, The Ramones, The Goo Goo Dolls, and many more. And all the crazy occurrences that have happened to him that trace back to music. All the Right Notes is 209 pages sure to bring a smile to your face and to remind you how much music has probably touched your life as well. 
all the right notes. Available now on Amazon in paperback for $14.99 and on Kindle for all you tech warriors for $9.99. Also at local Chicago bookstores, as well as Rolling Stone Records on Harlem and Irving. If you can't find it, ask for it by name. All the right notes by Lance Levine. And I have been told... I could not put it down. I read it all in one day. So order it now and see what all the fuss is about. Hey, use our Uber Eats code eats dash Brian T two four seven nine O U E. That's eat dash Brian T two four seven nine zero U E. Use that code and get $20 off a $25 order. Are you enjoying the episode? Well, Cash App us. That's right. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. You don't have Cash App? Download it and get $5. That's right. $5. That's dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Dollar sign BTSTS. All right, welcome back to the record store. And this week we are featuring the one and only Chrissy Hind, the phenomenal Chrissy Hind. Um, and by the way, thank you to our sponsors for all your kind words and all of your great ramen uh, selections for me. Uh, but we're featuring Chrissy Hind this week on the 2021 month of the record store with her new release standing in the doorway which is her singing bob dylan song so we've done the first half of the album and now we're on a side two uh fifth song on the album is called blind willie mctell uh, okay um a, a throbbing open just a real strong piano um it he she's singing here of like an old time it seems like she's singing about an old time traveling blues man um, perhaps during the slavery era. I'm pretty sure it's actually about slavery or, you know, a singer who's working during that era. So she sings here about chain gangs, about bootleg whiskey, about rebels. Um, it just, he really, Dylan really paints a picture of the Civil War days in this song. Uh, and my first thought in realizing that this is about the Civil War was Bob Dylan actually there to witness the Civil War? He's pretty old. But anyway... Uh, it's a really dark song. Uh, like this whole album is so dark. Uh, this song is especially dark. Um, it does really convey the time and the place, you know, between the lyrics, the words, the music, uh, the way it's pulled off. Um, and she does a nice job with it. Um, again, it's just the fact that it's so dark. So this is really testing me in terms of being a Chrissy Hine fan. Let's just say that. And we're only five songs in. We got nine songs total. So we got four songs to go. So, all right, sixth song is called Love Minus Zero Slash No Limit. And it wasn't like a compilation. That was the original way the song was titled, Love Minus Zero No Limit. So it is a somewhat upbeat open. Uh, I'm stunned because this goes, it flies in contrast to the rest of this album. So uh, Dylan is writing here about how he's actually in love. But he's, it's so weird that he's acknowledging that he's in love. He acknowledges that he, it, she's different. The whole relationship is odd. He's odd. She's odd. You know, but they yet they understand each other. So it fades out with a kind of an uplifting guitar sound for the end of the song. Uh, and then there are the bird sound effects that come in for God knows why. So I'm not sure if that's on the original 
track that Dylan recorded and she just mimics that or she just decided to add him in. I'm pretty sure it was probably there and she wouldn't just decide it. But anyway, theme of the song is he's weird, she's weird, they're both okay with it. And it's Chrissy Hine basically singing about these two weirdos. So then we get to the seventh song. Um, one of the highlights for me, it's called Don't Don't Fall Apart on Me Tonight. Uh, it has a very old school country sound to it, like not new country, but old country kind of sound to it to open um it's another novel you know it's another bob dylan novel he is talking about how his woman is having some kind of breakdown and he doesn't want to lose her uh if he if if she falls apart it's going to destroy him and he needs her so here the interesting thing is and maybe this is why this song worked a little bit better for me is that chrissy actually changes the pronouns here unlike the other songs where she was basically singing it and still saying you know he's singing about she chrissy was singing about the lover who was always a female but in this case she changes the pronouns so she makes this one seem more universal to me like she's the singer she's the protagonist of the song um, for me, this was actually the highlight of the album. I, I think it's a little bit catchier song. Um, I think I actually understood it as opposed to most of the other songs, which are so vague and so complicated. Um, but I liked, as simple as it seems, I liked the pronoun thing just because it makes Chrissy Hine seem to be the person behind the song, as, as juvenile as that seems. I understood it better. Um, and like I said, it just was more upbeat and more catchy um, with that kind of country vibe to it, as opposed to most of the other stuff, which was always so dark. Most of the album, the, most of the rest of the album is so dark. So I enjoyed Don't Fall Apart on Me Tonight. Eighth song, Tomorrow is a Long Time. Um, Chrissy is pretty much speaking through this song. Um, it's another love lost song. Uh, her love is gone. She Again, she changes the pronouns on this one, too. She says her love is gone. She's going to search and wait until he returns to her. Um, not much to it musically. Again, I keep saying it's very spare. It also This song also had kind of a Civil War kind of era sound to it, uh, which, again, makes me think that Bob Dylan was there during the Civil War. Was he fighting on the, uh, the north or the south side was Bob Dylan? On which side was he on? But anyway, uh, he is pretty old. I think he's, like, pushing 90 at this point. Um, then our final song is called Every Grain of Sand, and I will be the first to admit I understood absolutely nothing about this song. I will say, even with the lyrics, just incredibly hard to decipher. Um, I think it's written from a slave's perspective. Again, we go back to that Civil War and slave thing. Uh, he mentions the words master and chains. Um, but then later in the song, she sings that she's going from rags to riches. So my only thought, and this is a real shot in the dark and a real stretch, is that it was a slave who escaped and went from rags to riches and somehow managed to get away from it all and move on with his life. So, And then it throws me, I don't know, a, a complete shot in the dark. I have no idea if that was the case or not. Um, so Every Grain of Sand is the one song on this album that I will say, out of the nine, I, at least with the other eight, I, I thought I had something of an attempt at trying to figure out what the hell Bob Dylan was talking about. But I will say on this Every Grain of Sand, I would love to hear it if a Dylan fan that understand, that knows that song and understands it, I would love to have you contact me on Twitter or wherever and uh, drop me a line as to what the hell that song meant because it was just so bizarre and so weird and so veiled that I just had no idea. So Every Grain of Sand, weird way to end the album because it was the most like 
you could not decipher it whatsoever and that's how we that's how she leaves us so all right so this is my final thoughts on this album um this album standing in the doorway is a real test you know it's a real test because i'm sure you probably have singers that you love too like i love chrissy hine that you would you you say you would listen to them sing anything you know you say you would listen to i don't know uh freddie mercury sing the blues you know because you love freddie mercury rod uh, roger daltrey i love roger daltrey as a voice would i listen to him sing country you know it's really putting this to the test with me with chrissy hine i would have said yes until this album, I honestly would have said, yes, I will listen to Chrissy Hines sing anything until this album because she's never let me down and I've liked everything. I love her voice. Um, I'm not, you know, as I said in the beginning, I'm not a Bob Dylan fan. The lyrics are just so obscure, so undecipherable. To some, they are great and they are, you know, legendary and Pulitzer Prize winning stuff. Like I said, like I made the Hemingway reference earlier. I'm sure. There are people that appreciate that stuff. I just simply am not one of them. So the music, again, the other thing here, the music is so spare. There's just nothing to it. It's just the simple, really simple acoustic guitar with barely any percussion uh, and just not much behind the voice. So I will say she sounds great. You know, her voice is still as good as it's ever been. I don't think she's lost anything on her voice. Um, if you're a Chrissy Hine fan or a Pretenders fan, the album is worth a listen. I don't know that it's worth a purchase, but it's worth a listen. Um, so if you're a Chrissy Hine fan, I would say listen to it once. But the material is just so overly complex and so dark. It's not like something I'm going to put on and say, you know, you know what I have a taste for? I'm going to put on that standing in the doorway because I love Chrissy Hines so much. I want to, I'm jonesing for that out. No, that is not going to happen because I would sooner say that about any Pretenders album, any single Pretenders album, I would listen to over and over again. I would listen to them often and I do listen to them often, but this is just not one that's going to make that cut. So I get why she recorded it. I get that she's a fan of Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan just simply not my cup of tea. And even with her singing it, still, the material itself, not my cup of tea. So, I again, I'd be really curious to see... Actually, in addition to the fact that I want to know what... You know, what does every grain of sand mean? The song that ended the album. I, I want to know what that is. But I'd also be really curious. Like, Bruce Mitchell. I know Bruce Mitchell is a ardent Bob Dylan fan. And I am not an ardent Bob Dylan fan. I'm an ardent Bob Dylan disliker, if you want to put it that way. Um, but as... And I'm not ripping on Bruce in terms of his taste, but what I would love to hear is Bruce's take on this album. You know, does he think that that Chrissy Hine did justice to that material? Which, for better or worse, he's a Bob Dylan fan, so he would have a good opinion on that. Um, opposite of me. And I'm guessing he's probably a Chrissy Hine fan, too. I'm sure he probably at least appreciates Chrissy Hine. But he's a Bob Dylan fan. I'm a Chrissy Hine fan. I did not like the album. I would love to hear... Anybody who, in addition to Bruce, I'm just picking him because I know he's a Bob Dylan fan, but anybody that's a Bob Dylan fan out there, let me know what your take is. At Chocolatier LL on Twitter, let me know what your take on this album is because I'm curious to see. Did Bob Dylan fans hate this album because they think that Chrissy messed with the music and Chrissy screwed it up? Or did they think that she paid tribute and homage to him and did a great job with the material? So obviously you're a fan of the material, so you have a head start. Whereas I'm a fan of hers, so I had a head start, and I still couldn't get myself to like the album. So to me, the album is a thumbs down. Um, as much as I like her, it's a thumbs down. And like I said, I mentioned Freddie Mercury earlier. So like 
would this this what it made me think of is if like you had this great vocalist like Freddie Mercury singing say Joni Mitchell or Patti Smith, people that just are known for writing like this obscure veiled poetic type stuff that is so hard to figure out so that's what it reminded me of um i just was not a fan I, again i'm i'm glad i have it in the sense that as a fan of hers i wanted to test it out and see what i thought of it um and i had listened to it before and i listened to it once and put it away because i was done with it but it happened to be the album i pulled for this so i wanted to talk about it and get some more in depth about it and see if maybe there's been some albums that i didn't think i would like that in, in doing the show, I actually have liked them better. Um, so I thought maybe, just maybe, there's a chance that more listening to it more carefully and with the lyrics in front of me, I might actually like it. But no can do. Cannot go for Standing in the Doorway by Chrissy Hines. So anyway, thank you to Record Store Nation. Please tell all your friends. Look us up. Look up the archives. Look for bands. If you're just turning on to us now and finding us in Rocktober, Look for bands in our past that we've done that you might like and listen to some of those past episodes. Sign up for our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit. Uh, it's three bucks a month. You get all kinds of extras. You get early release of all of our episodes. Um, you get contests where you can win all kinds of cool stuff. You get the songs that I will be put to the test here because I have to pick the song that I like the most off this album. But most times when I like an album, it's real easy. It's easier to pick a song that you really like and my favorite song from the album. Sometimes it's not as easy because there's a ton of songs that I like from the album. This one will be a little bit easier in a sense. Uh, thank you to Brian for producing. Thank you for suggesting Rocktober and turning over the STS podcasting empire to me for the month. Thank you to our sponsors for keeping me fed and healthy and happy and energetic and caffeinated and coffeeed and Mountain dew out. And most of all, thank you to you guys for listening. And don't forget, I have fun everywhere I go. Thanks for joining us again this week, guys, at the record store. Show us some love. Cash app us at dollar sign BTSTS. Or hit us up on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash shootingtheshiznit. You can find me on Twitter at ChocolatierLL or on Facebook at Lance Levine. That's L-E capital V-I-N-E because, you know, I'm classy like that. And you can find all the previous episodes of The Record Store at stspod.club. If you want to check out some other great music podcasts, check out my guy Pat Francis at Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things rock and roll, both new and classic. Or check out Nixology from the mysterious Stephen, all about the career of Stephen Nicks. And if you like to eat as badly as I do, check out my guys Jay and Rick at the I'm Fat Podcast for some great food-related laughs every single week. Thanks again for joining us today, guys. And remember, thunder only happens when it's raining, and players only love you when they're playing. <laughs>